skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who has feelings for his friend, but before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. We're not even like, I don't know, comedians. You know, tons We're of comedians not. have That's podcasts so true. now. I've never taken <laughs> no. a, an improv class ever. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Uh, so <laughs> all we do is improv like on this show. Yeah, but like and you've... I don't want to get up. In front of people, you know, and like you and I improv in a way that is like organic for the two just of us. Talking, like I'm just imagining like going to, to an improv class and having some bro <laughs> try and like make jokes with me about like football or something and me being like, I don't consent that to this. Sam, you guys, what y'all are listening to is the landscape of Sam's nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just being up there being like, no, but it's not, I don't. It's not, it's not improv <laughs> that you're afraid of. It's not understanding something. It's yeah, not absolutely. Being like intellectually prepared yeah. to talk about sports um anyway now that we like dragged each other in the first <laughs> three that's minutes of the for. podcast that's what we're here yeah. for 
okay, so we are not professionals. We're not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, Sam, what's our check-in topic for today? Our check-in comes from a letter writer, uh, Too Hard Too Fast, whose pronouns are she, her, who's writing from the land of overthinking. And uh, she asked us, how do you stop yourself from getting attached too quickly when dating? So uh, she has an anxious attachment style and it gets triggered by people. And also like, you know, she's had experience like many of us have where somebody like ghosts us after two weeks or two months or whatever it is. And so like, she's really trying to think about how do you go into new dating experiences with new people while keeping like a healthy perspective on them and not getting like, ah, this person completes me or I need this person to love me or this person is perfect and I need to be with them or whatever it is that sort of comes up with us when we're first dating somebody that we really like. So we thought we would just like, we would give you all a checklist uh, that you can write down and mark off. (laughs) Uh, He is lying to you. I am lying. I am definitely lying. Sam's lying. When we were prepping for this episode, I was like, I don't know how to not do this because I've never not done this. I've never not, (laughs) I've never not like fantasized about whatever sort of, you know, what our wedding would look like or, Mm, you know, the first time meeting your parents or whatnot. I just always go off the deep end, but maybe I just live there. (laughs) Maybe you just live live in the deep end. end. That's absolutely true. (laughs) I hate that about myself. Anyway, (laughs) um, in all reality, uh, yeah. So, so, um, how do you stop your how do you stop yourself from getting too into somebody too fast? Um, I think that the one of the only concrete pieces of advice I can say is, you know, we are our emotions may not be controllable especially like our reactionary emotions, our Mm -hmm. fantasies, you know, but we are more capable than I think our heart wants us to to believe that we are. Um, So something that I've done in the past is just remind myself like this person doesn't have a secret knowledge of me. This person is really exciting and it's okay to be excited about somebody new. Um, But you know, what comes of this relationship or doesn't come from this relationship isn't, isn't, you know, isn't contributing to a bigger story about me. Do you know what I mean? I I try not to like put these people on a pedestal, even though like they, all of my crushes are like up on the shelf. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all yeah, of my crushes, I'm like, oh, they're perfect and I'm a garbage person. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> please love me. Um, yeah. 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 Shouting <laughs> up to them on this pedestal. Um, you know, I just try to remind myself that I guess what I'm trying to say is I have been noticing more than ever lately that the my my anxious attachment style, my way of relating to people and my romanticism, as much as it is as it is ingrained in me, it is also something that is malleable within me. I can take a thought of like, wow, I'm really into this person. I'm so into them. I'm crushing on them so hard. And I, you know, they haven't texted me in two hours and I can actually choose. How do I respond to that? 
thought. I can choose to text them anxiously and say, like, haven't heard from you. Just want to make sure you're okay. Love you. I mean, like you, you know what I mean? Or something (laughs) awkward like that. Or I can choose to take a deep breath, recognize what's anxious in my body, in my physical body, and say, like, okay, this these feelings of anxiety, um, will pass. Uh, I can distract myself. I can, I can humanize them. You know, they're just another person. You know, my anxiety often likes to tell me that these people are like way cooler and way nicer and more awesome, um, than me, you know, um, which just like feeds those feelings of, of hot and heavy really fast. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've been talking for four hours. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> you you have not. You've been talking for like two minutes, but that's fine. <laughs> it's been a long month, man. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, no, I think that like, I think Sierra is absolutely right that that our bodies are going to do what our bodies are going to do and our little hearts are going to do what they want to do and our, our yeah. silly little minds are going to race around. You know, like that's yeah. like, that's kind of like what, what they do. That's what they do. Right. And so I think one of the things that can be helpful is like not necessarily expecting anything different from those things. Right. To say like, yeah, of course my mind's going to start racing because that's what my mind does. Right. Like it. And so the purpose of this isn't to say, oh God, I got to control my mind. I got to keep it from racing because if it's racing, that's something bad. It's like, no, the racing is actually neutral. The racing Mm. is an expected thing that my mind will do. My question is, what do I do in reaction to the racing that's happening? And right. Right. Or the, you know, the, my body is like clenching up, like, yeah, that's what bodies do when they are thinking about something or they're worried about something, right? Like it's a, it is a natural thing to happen. Cool. So what do I do with the clenching of the body, right? Like how do I relax it? What do I need to do to, to sort of acknowledge the fact that that's happening or like the mind racing stuff, right? Like as somebody who is constantly thinking and like could think myself awake, you know, like could lie in bed, just thinking for forever if I needed to, like one of the things that I have to do is like, notice what's happening and then decide what I want to do about it. So sometimes that can look like going for a walk. Sometimes it can look like I'm going to speak this thing out loud into the world so that it's out of my head. Or it could be like going and talking to a friend and saying like, Hey, I'm having this feeling like, or these thoughts, can I share them with you so that they're like not as big as they might be when they're just kind of sitting with me. Right. And that's part of it is like recognizing the fact that our hearts and bodies and minds are going to do things that are outside of our control, but that we are able to react and respond to those things. I think that Sierra is right in terms of like, what are the things that you need to remind yourself when you're thinking about this person and creating all these different stories about them, right? Like I could imagine for me as somebody who is like, okay, well, how do, how is this going to progress? Like, do they like me enough? Are, am I ready? Are they ready for us to like be in a relationship? Do we have the same goals? Whatever it might be is like the mantra that I would probably tell myself is like slow and steady wins the race. Right. Like, and that's like a reminder for me to say, like, it's not a race to, it's not a race to completion here. Right. Like it is about like, we are a sexual joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like going to try and make a sexual joke. And then I was like, I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> That's what she also said. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this is going to happen, uh, which is yeah. a thing that I have said sometimes yeah, also yeah, in yeah. sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right? Is like, how do I normal like decide what the pace is going to be, right? Like, or yeah. the goal isn't to get this person to love me after two weeks, right? Like, the goal is to figure this person out and see if we're compatible. Like, how do I remind myself of some of these things when I'm getting really worked up? And one of the things that my therapist talked to me recently about was that like when you're kind of in like a, a mode of like panic, right. Or like when you're like, you're having a big emotion or something, sometimes it can actually be really hard to like have an argument with yourself, which is like my go-to or I'm just like, Hey, the thing you're thinking is silly. So like, let's not think that anymore. But actually it's like, how do you care for, yourself so that you can regulate enough to believe the argument that you're having with yourself. So again, like it's like if anxiety is coming up for you, what are the things that are most helpful for you when you're feeling anxious, right? Is it, uh, you know, watching your favorite movie? Is it talking to a friend? Is it going for a walk? Like what are the things that are helpful or the things that you can say to yourself to say like, Oh, I know I'm having this big reaction, but I'm safe, right? Like we're okay. We're like, you know, like this will pass whatever it is to help sort of hold yourself in those moments so that then instead of like trying to beat yourself up for like having a reaction, you can hold yourself and say, this reaction is normal and understandable and beautiful. And I'm sorry that it's coming up for you. Like that's really hard. And then once you are more regulated, then it can be like, okay, and let's remember, right? Slow and steady wins the race. We're not trying to get this person to love us in two weeks. We're trying to figure out if they're the right person for us. Like, So I think it's kind of like a dual pronged support for yourself, which is the immediate caretaking of the what's happening in your heart and body. And then moving into what do I know to be true and how can I how can I spend more time there? Yeah. And I also know that like us anxiously attached folks are like we see, you know, we'll see like a garbage can on the side of the road and it'll be like looking at us in a certain way and we'll be like, oh, my God, we're supposed to get married. You know, like. (laughs) is the one for me, you know, Um, um, it is okay. It's okay that our minds um, disappear into a world of idolized fantasy. That is how we cope with stress as human beings. And also um, along with that slow and steady mantra, you can say to yourself, like, I'm going to take my time to get to know this person. I'm not going to confuse my attraction to them for connection or compatibility. I'm Mm -hmm. going to try to stay focused in the present moment instead of um, daydreaming about the future that could be and imbuing that, you know, the, the importance of that future on the present moment. This is all really hard stuff because we're talking about like true mindfulness And true mindfulness is like really hard when our emotions are screaming at us to either attach or be anxious or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and, and and society telling us like that you need to couple up, you know what I mean? Um, you know, one thing I, one thing I also wanted to say unrelated to like literally everything that we've already said is, uh, it's okay to fall hard and fast. It is. (laughs) It's okay. It is okay. Um, I think that we want to like fix our brains to function quote normally or more effectively. And sometimes that's just not going to happen and it's okay to fall fast, but that has to be coupled or it is most effective. If you couple that with like what Sam said, you know, effective, strategies to soothe the anxiety or the insecurities that come up, ways to talk to your feelings 
about this person and bring them back to earth, right? This is just a person. Mm-hmm. You're just a person. <laughs> You're all doing yep. your best. Yada, yada. Um, you know, I don't think Sam made the joke about the checklist at the beginning, because when we were talking while we were preparing for this episode, we were saying how a lot of issues like this, um, people write into us about it. And I feel like our generation, particularly like millennials, went, you know, we're really good at diagnosing ourselves. We're really good at saying what's wrong with us. You know, oh man, I fall too soon. I fall too hard. And then I'm left feeling anxious and ghosted. Um, instead of saying, I have a huge capacity to really be attracted and drawn to people and I'm genuinely looking for love and connection and people are not matching me there, you know? So we go to Google and we Google, how can I not fall for people instead of like, why do people constantly disappoint me? (laughs) You know, like what are the 10 things that I can fix about myself? Um, so I just want to be aware of that, that like, you know, Yes, our anxious attachment style can often get in the way of our logical, you know, smart brains. (laughs) And also, there's nothing wrong with you if you fall hard and fast. There are road bumps that you can put put in between you and those feelings um, to help you live and act more authentically and in alignment with what you want for your future. And yeah. maybe you can find them on Google, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, I mean, like getting ghosted hurts. Even yeah, period. If, you know, like it just hurts. Like no matter yeah. how you like, there's no way that you're going to like fix yourself enough to not be hurt by somebody rejecting you or not wanting you or whatever it is, right? Like, and so how do we hold the reality of the fact that like dating means getting hurt, right? And yeah. And we're not somehow like flawed or broken because having someone reject us makes us feel bad, right? Like, no, yeah. it makes us deeply human to feel bad when somebody rejects us. Like that is that yeah. is part of the human condition. And so instead of trying to beat it out of ourselves, how do we instead hold it with love and compassion and care and say like, oh, uh, absolutely it hurts to get rejected. Absolutely it hurts to get ghosted. You really liked this person and isn't that lovely and wonderful. And I'm so sorry that it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, right? Like that feels so much more productive than trying to be like, don't get attached to people, right? Because it's yes. like, you're going to get attached because that's that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And that's the good thing. That's totally. the goal is to be attached to people. So so how do we hold that goal while also recognizing that like, that means that hurt is inevitably inevitably going to happen. Yeah, that's so true. And honestly, this is coming from somebody who has an anxious attachment style. And like that attachment style is one of my least favorite things about myself. So I totally Mm -hmm. understand the urge to be like, it's me, it's my problem. My name is Taylor Swift and I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) Sure. Um, and and I, I just wanted to bring that point up because I think it's important to strike that balance, as you said, between really feeling like you are emotionally mature enough to grant yourself a response instead of just an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. And also your emotional reaction isn't all bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Checked in. Let's get to we our letter. We are checked in. We're ready to go. We're warmed up. All right. <laughs> this week is off to a great start. 
Let's do awesome. it. Awesome. Okay, so today's letter is coming to us from Mr. R, whose pronouns are he, him, who is writing to us from the land of care a lot. And this is when I make a joke about me vacationing there often, which I've definitely (laughs) made like 300 times on this show. Whenever you Uh guys have like, I'm in depressed land or (laughs) nowheresville fucks a lot or something. (laughs) Mm, I like it there. (gasps) You don't. I don't, but that's fun. (laughs) Nowheresville fucks a lot. All right. Hey, Sam and Sierra, for just over a year now, I've been struggling to maintain a friendship with an ex-coworker while simultaneously battling feelings for them. I moved to my current city in July 2022 and started working for a small business where I met said friend. We are both in our mid-20s and queer. I asked him out a couple months after meeting him, but was rejected, but he expressed value in our friendship and wanted to stay friends. I spent the next eight months trying to be a good friend while pushing feelings down. About three weeks ago, we met up and I told him the truth about the last few months. I said, I didn't think I could show up authentically to a friendship until I felt like these emotions had passed and suggested we break contact for a bit. He agreed. And after a few weeks, I felt like I was doing better. I asked if he wanted to reconnect and he suggested we meet up the following week. When I texted to confirm the meetup a few days later, nothing. I ended up getting texts from him a week later saying he thought we should give it more time because he didn't want to just redo the same situation. And the new suggestion was to wait until Thanksgiving, two months. I haven't responded. I don't know what to do because I care so much for this person. This is the first relationship of any kind in which I felt like I could express boundaries and have tough conversations comfortably. I grew up in an abusive household and struggle with anything remotely confrontational or heated. It just felt like we got one another. I want nothing more than to be there for him and get to know him better. I don't really know where to go from here. Is it better to bite the bullet and cut ties permanently in order to move on and finally prioritize myself? Or can this deeply meaningful friendship have some kind of future? Thank you so much. All right, Mr. R, thank you so much for writing. Um, I'm sorry that you are in this predicament. Uh, We talk about on the podcast all the time about how unrequited love is just like one of the worst (laughs) feelings you can possibly have. then maybe because Sierra and I have had <laughs> such deep experience in the, in yeah. the unrequited life. I have it now space. with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I get it. He seems like such a skis. Timothy, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but your presence is. Timothy, if you're listening, my <laughs> wife and I would love to meet up with you sometime. <laughs> Sexually. Bring Kylie, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, you know, that feeling of like, looking at your friend and wanting to be uh, something different with them is so painful. And even the experience, I think sometimes too, of like the unrequited friendship love as well, where kind of like, it feels like there's a lot of like meaning and stake in the relationship on your end and on their end, it feels like it's maybe disposable or they can wait for two months without talking to you and it'll be fine for them. Like that's, that type of rejection is just so painful to, to have to experience. Um, and I really appreciate that you are thinking about this in a way that is not about like, how do I trick this person into loving me? But about like, how do I navigate this with somebody who I know is not interested in me, who I'm interested in being friends with, 
but I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that values what I bring to the relationship or what I am looking for in this as well. And I think that's a really great question to ask. And Sierra and I are going to get into some answers to that question after we take our break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. 
As Sam said, we both have some experience with unrequited relationships. And I just want to echo Sam's sentiment and say, this sucks. This hurts. And it's okay if it hurts. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like we do a lot of um, emotional calculations around friends and feelings. And we often work really hard to maintain a friendship under circumstances or conditions that aren't always healthy for our heart or our feelings. Um, Not to say that this relationship is unhealthy, but you know, it did reach a tipping point in, Mm -hmm. you know, where you felt like you needed space from this person because you had genuine romantic feelings for them that they didn't reciprocate. And that's hard. That's, that's so hard, especially when the task as you posed it to us was, you know, uphold this really special friendship and then deal with the feelings, you know, uphold Mm -hmm. this friendship and, and honor this really special person in your life first and then, and push these feelings aside, take care of yourself second sort of thing. Um, and I want to say that's noble, that's compassionate, that's generous. And that is not always the right solution for your ability to heal and move on from these feelings that, you know, your friend has told you are not reciprocated or aren't going to, to result in any sort of romantic connection. Um, and that's hard. That's really hard. And it's confusing because we get all sorts of messages uh, from society and our, and pop culture and stuff about maintaining the friendship, maintain the friendship. If you break up, you got to be friends. If you shoot your shot and they say, no, you still got to be friends. You know, mm. you, you know, you can't let these romantic feelings get, get in the way of this big special connection that you have. And that I just, I just want to say like, that all makes sense to me. And that's a really tall order. You know, that's a really high standard to hold ourselves to, to say like, you need to prioritize this friendship with this person who not intentionally, not maliciously mm-hmm. hurt you. They hurt you. It's okay that this hurts, I yeah. guess is what I want to say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it sounds like this, relationship is something that's really meaningful for you because of your ability to express boundaries in it and your ability to have tough conversations with this person who seems like they're like listening and trying to Mm -hmm. strategize with you about how to manage a situation that I think both of you are kind of recognizing doesn't feel sustainable for, for both of you. And, and I think that that's really wonderful. And I also want to say that like the ability to, address boundaries and to have tough conversations doesn't always yield the outcome that we want. Right. Right. Yes. You know, I think what I, what I really appreciate about the circumstances of this letter, right. Of like what you're talking to us about is that you both are really trying to, to figure out how to move forward in a way that's, that is caring for each of you. And I think that that's really wonderful. And even with those best intentions and even with that idea of like caring for each other, sometimes the solution is something that is not what either of you wants, right? Like there's sort of like the best case scenario, which is like you are somehow able to get over your feelings and you two become the best of friends for the rest of your lives. And 
what's the reality of what's happening here, which is that like you two are really trying to navigate this situation, which isn't sustainable for you particularly, because I don't want you to have to push down those parts of yourself that feel, uh, that are really important, right. That are, that are, that deserve recognition and, and validation and being seen. Um, so what sucks about these hard conversations, what sucks about being kind to each other instead of just nice to each other is that sometimes we have to make the tough decision to not be in each other's lives anymore, right? Like sometimes or, we have to make... for the... a chunk of time, I think, in I this instance. Yeah. You love, sorry, the, yeah. you love the chunk of time. <laughs> I fucking love the chunk of time. I'm sorry. I interrupted you and I we did We just have it such with... different... No, it's fine. We just have just such different like reactions to the chunk of time because if I'm like, oh, it's a chunk of time, then like... I'm just going to continue to do the same behavior until the chunk of time yeah, is over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, Whereas yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. it's like, it needs to be done for me to be like, okay, I can walk away from it. Right. Like I can, I need to go figure my own thing out. Like I need Which is that, so funny. Like, that is thing. how I deal. Like you break up with me. I will delete your existence from my life <laughs> because I need to be like, this is over. I need the black and white. Um, I think with our listeners sometimes, no. And in my personal life, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Love a chunk of time. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, but with our listeners too, I, I know that some people forever feels really hard, but if you need the structure of, we are not going to be friends anymore, period. Even if in the back of your head, you say, maybe we could be friends one day. Uh, that is my cup of tea right there. <laughs> Basically, I just lie. I lie to myself to heal yeah, just, faster. You love purgatory. You love sitting in the like, huh? Bitch, which direction are we going? I was born in purgatory. Purgatory is what I just fucking, I, I liked it. it. I hate myself today. No, um, I love purgatory. It was a very purgatory. fun. Purgatory. That is. Like out of a horror movie over here. Uh, okay. Anyway, um. I interrupted you. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to give hard and fast advice because that's what the people want. And Sierra's like <laughs> over here being all wishy-washy. <laughs> Listen. All right. Let me be, let me hard and fast with you. That's what she said. Um, and they also said it. Uh, uh, okay. So I agree with Sam. <laughs> if anything, it sounds like your friend recognized that whatever dynamic was existing between the two of you wasn't working for them either. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that's really hard, but I would love to see what it would look like for you to put some space between you and this relationship for longer than a couple of weeks so that you can get some perspective on what you need in future relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, how did this person make you feel and how can you emulate it in or look for it in other people? How did this friendship make you feel safe and sustained? Um, and, you know, we can honor that and grieve that and, and still also put some space between you and this friendship and and learn from it, really. For sure. No, absolutely. You know, I think when I look back to th- the relationships in which I had unrequited love for the person right? Like the, the friendship that we had wasn't actually that great. It just felt exciting because I was, I was deeply 
in love with this person, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like it was like, it was exciting. It was thrilling. I felt a lot of things when I was with them because like, because of all the feelings that I had for them. But like, when I look back at the like health of that relationship, it wasn't super healthy. Cause first of all, it was deeply one-sided because I was yes. like, so yes, trying yes, yes, to yes, get yes, this yes, person yes, yes. to do it all the time. <laughs> and when I look back on it, I don't necessarily miss the friendship that I had with that person. Instead, I mostly look at and say like, oh, I was so deep in it and I couldn't see the forest for the trees because I was like so into this person. And, and so like, it's interesting. Sam is unfortunately correct. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was thinking specifically about you and your experience with that person <laughs> that you had uh, unrequited. <laughs> Listen, serious with? <laughs> listen, in my notes, the only note I took for this letter was don't talk do about that miss... man. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> the only note I said is that I wrote is, do you miss the glow of their attention? And yeah. I use that word so intentionally because Sam is so fucking on the nose in this. Like, it's not that your friendship isn't genuine. I think people can have genuine friendships that they are also like, you know, cosmically attracted to and drawn to and whatnot. It's just that like the glow of desire and affection and affinity, it can, it can really <laughs> alter your perspective on what is or isn't a quality friendship. You know, where you even said in your letter, you said something like, I worked really hard to be a good friend. Good friendships take work. They definitely do. But were you doing the work to, to earn this person's love, to earn their affection, to earn, mm. you know, for them to finally see you? Like, were you, you know, not that you were being disingenuous. I'm not saying that, but I am saying sometimes the glow of their attention can like cloud our judgment about the labor that we're putting into a friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would have fucking told you that the the man that that Samuel is talking about was one of my best friends. I would have said that. I, I used that word. And looking back on that friendship, that person does knows so little about me. They they know so little about who I am and my and the the intimate details of my personality in my life because I was really busy working on being a quote, really good friend for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I was trying to get them to get naked with me. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, this sucks. Uh, That's fine. It does suck. Hey, I, this does really suck. I'm sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and it's like, <laughs> Sierra and I have a particular perspective on this based on our experiences, and we would love to impart some of the wisdom, the earned wisdom we have gleaned from these shitty friendships that we found ourselves in. And we also recognize that like you get to make decisions about yourself, your friendships, your body. And, and sometimes these are lessons that we need to learn firsthand and that is also yeah. okay. Um, but this sucks. The situation is really difficult in so many different ways. And we just want to remind you that you are deserving of putting your time, love, attention into people who are going to reciprocate it back to you. And you deserve to be in relationship with somebody who also wants to be in relationship with you because you are someone worth being in relationship with. Yeah, absolutely. We love you so much and we hope this helps. Thank you so much for writing. We love you.
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You, if you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly... You can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and remember... Not all people are for us. Not all people are meant to be our romantic partners or even our friends. Some people are seasonal in our life. They come and go and teach us lessons and they hurt us and they leave us with the wounds and the lessons we need to learn from that wound, you know, mm. that doesn't mean we aren't deserving or whole. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with this. This is a common, common, universal experience. Not all people are for us, and that's okay. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>